Hello, welcome to the Florida Peanut Podcast. I'm Noah Walker with All Things Visual Marketing here in Lake City, Florida. And joining us in studio today, we have the fearless leader of the Florida Peanut Federation, Laura Fowler-Goss, Executive Director, as well as uh, joining us via Zoom, we have Stacey Ellison, who is the State 4-H Program Leader, and Kaylin Hilton, Director of Development and External Relations for 4-H. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for having us. These two are in charge of all Florida 4-H. Everything good starts with them. These oh, just and we'll here. just end this podcast right there. Everything good starts with us. The end. Thanks for tuning in, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, uh, we'll start with you, Kaylin. Why don't you give us a little bit about um, what you do with 4-H and your background? Absolutely. So I actually, I grew up in 4-H, doing 4-H in Marion County, um, Florida, and was really involved with a number of our agriculture judging teams, really learned a lot through the 4-H program, not even so much the topics we were learning, but the processes and critical thinking and the public speaking and all of these skills that now I get to see youth every day. I'm, I'm not judging laying hens every day anymore, but um, you know, using those skills um, and, and what I do and have the honor now of working with Florida 4-H, specifically with our Florida 4-H Foundation, um, as well as our University of Florida Foundation to support all things 4-H, um, partnering with our counties um, and the, the many alumni and friends and generous sponsors and supporters that we have across the state, including the Florida Peanut Federation. Um, and for that, we're really grateful and really honored to get to work with some amazing folks to support some really amazing kids. Excellent. Well, um, and what about you, Stacey? Why don't you give us a little bit about uh, you and how you got involved in 4-H as well? Sounds good. So um, my story is a little bit similar, but a little bit different. Um, I, I like to say that I was a lot uh, like a lot of our kids that I started 4-H about 35 years ago because my mother made me um, because it would be good for me, right? Like as parents, we know what's good for our kids, whether they realize it or not. And so she marched me down and signed me up for 4-H and I had no idea the journey I was in for. And um, I was a long-term Florida 4-H'er. I was a Gilchrist County 4-H member. I uh, decided at an early age, probably 10 or 11, I really, really wanted to work in 4-H the rest of my life. Now a 10 or 11 year old doesn't know what that looks like. Right. But my perception was that this is something I really want to do. These are the the coolest activities, the coolest programs and the coolest adults that I had ever worked with. And so ended up going to the University of Florida. I worked in State 4-H headquarters as a collegiate student worker, um, got a job right out of college as a 4-H agent in Levy County, worked there for five years, went to Georgia for seven years, came back um, and then most recently, I have taken the position the last two months here as the state 4-H program leader. And, you know, it's something that I, I leave, live, breathe, and eat. I am a 4-H mom, which I tell people all the time is my hardest job. I have to struggle with getting my kids to figure out and finish the record books like every other 4-H parent out there. But it's also the most incredible career and the most incredible opportunity to be able to lead this 150,000 to 200,000 young people that we reach annually. Wow, that's a that's a lot. That is the 4-H heart. This is what the club leaders look like on a very local community level. Let me ask a question, um, and either of you guys can answer, or both of you guys can answer it. But it's you know, 
you mentioned whenever you were talking about 4-H uh, leadership. Uh, I heard judging hens, uh, the coolest adults, record books. Um, the, it sounds like there's a wide array of uh, what 4-H could be. Concisely tell us what 4-H is. I think it first, Kaylin, and then not concisely. If you want to, if you want to uh, challenge me, Kaylin, I'll take it first, and then we'll see if you have a better definition. But I would say that in 4-H, we start with the young person's spark, and that is whatever is interested in, they're interested in. Kaylin, it might have been laying hens. For me, it may have been public speaking. My son, right now, he's super into dragons. We don't have an official dragon project, but by goodness, if that's something he's really interested in, we will match him up with a caring adult that will help him learn about you know historical dragons through time or whatever so that he can learn to develop all these other skill sets the leadership the citizenship etc and so um to the earlier point that it's really hard to concisely define 4-h it is very simple and very hard it's simple in the sense that it's all about taking a young person's interest and matching them up with caring adults that help them grow but that can look like so many different things well you know Stacey, awesome. I, thought, I thought you were going to pull out your analogy that the most concise way to put it is 4-H is a buffet. There are, and Stacey often, like that is the best analogy I have heard for 4-H because it really is. There's just, there's so much out there. Really the possibilities are limitless. And a lot of it ties back to as a, so 4-H is a program of the land grant universities and of our extension service. And if you, if you, if you've been involved with our extension service or interacted, you may, maybe you interact with a particular maybe some of our um, ag extension agents, et cetera, like you have that, that one piece. But when you start diving into what ISIS is and what the Institute of Food and Ag Sciences is, is at the University of Florida, along with our colleagues over at Florida A&M, it blows my mind. And I've worked here for 10 years now, like formally, and every day I'm still learning something that 4-H offers, something that IFAS offers. And I'm like, wow, we, we do that. Um, and it really is so expansive that it is hard to define. So I do like as simple as it is, I love Stacy's buffet analogy because um, there really is so much that 4-H offers. Um, I will say a lot of it ties back to, we kind of have four key buckets that most of the programs tie back and fall into. So you have agriculture, healthy living, citizenship and leadership, and then STEM, which we know agriculture is also STEM. Um, agri-science and pieces, but a lot of our programs usually fall with one of those four big themes or pillars of 4-H. You know, and, and we can be guilty because we are, you know, from the university environment, and so we are academics, and I'm a, a faculty member of the University of Florida, but I make it really simple for people that 4-H is all about growing good humans, that it's the kind of people that you want running your society leading families or living next door to you. This is the kind of young people that we are developing, that they have the communication skills, the critical thinking skills, the citizenship skills they need to lead in the next decades. And, you know, I tell people, it sounds very cliche and I say it a lot and I realize it's cliche, but my job is all about changing the world at a very root level, because if you can change a young person, you can change their family. You can change your family, you can change the community and you can change communities. You really can make an impact on the rest of society. And we focus on what are those societal issues and how do we help the young person change themselves and change everyone around them? Absolutely. Those are great answers. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, 
he can build a dragon out of Legos to enter Absolutely. it into a contest, do a yep. speech about dragons, yep. research egg laying animals and do a project on that. What is it that we think dragons eat and identify those things? Where do dragons live? Let's do a habitat project. Mm. Like, like dragons, the best part of 4-H. There's, there's That's our right. new motto. <laughs> <laughs> because because it can it can be anything and I feel like so we're recording in Lake City we pretend like the people that listen to this podcast are North Florida peanut farmers well yeah but it's it's on the world wide web anybody yeah so anybody listening to this and most especially in the state of Florida a school-aged person is eligible for 4-H membership, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. They can join in their local county. Likely there is a club in their specific community. Um, and from there, the programs and the learning opportunities are so expansive that whatever the kid's into, my kid's into bugs, her kid's into dragons, her kid's mm -hmm. into golf, like all of those things are 4-H eligible on on multiple different projects in any sort of depth the kid wants to go in so Absolutely. it sounds like it would be concise it could be concisely wrapped up into an expansive cultivation of someone's interest right whatever well you're hired no like. good job yes that was that was great <laughs> Winner, winner. <laughs> well, and to tie it back, so earlier Stacy mentioned sparks. And so that's a way we've been talking about it a lot in 4-H is find your spark. You know, we're we're helping connect kids with those opportunities, and especially those opportunities they may not normally encounter day to day, or maybe they come and they participate in a camp. So we have summer camping programs. We're working to grow a year-round program where we're bringing kids out to our camp centers. Um, through schools oh. and things, doing some environmental and outdoor education. And so you never know when that spark is going to be ignited. Um, you never know when you're going to, you know, they're going to discover something that maybe you don't hear about on your standard career day. Um, we all know the wealth of careers and opportunities and, and things that are out there in the world. Um, I mean, just looking at agriculture alone. So someone might think about peanuts and, well, my, the only job option is to be a peanut farmer. No, especially in today's agriculture, there's a million different functions and skill sets and things that go into this huge industry in our state. And so whether that's, whether that's agriculture, whether it's our other STEM areas, this past summer, we took kids out to Kennedy Space Center and they did a week-long camp alongside astronauts mm -hmm. as part of a go-for-launch program. You know, it really is, um, that, that finds your spark. And in 4-H, we're just trying to find the way to provide those opportunities for kids to discover what is it that drives them and motivates them and, and ignites that passion in them that will drive educational and career pursuits. Whatever that success and looks like for them as an individual. And Kaylin, as you were talking, I was thinking about one of those, the, you know, we hope that some of those sparks will inevitably be their career or, you know, post high school education pathway. And one of the things we've done here that I think is especially cool recently is we have a program called um, Workforce Ready, and it's a virtual 4-H mm -hmm. club that we meet with high schoolers from across the state, and they meet uh, monthly 
to look at different agricultural careers and they meet with faculty from both University of Florida and FAMU, our sister land grant university, because it's a offered in conjunction between the two universities and they're learning and preparing for some of the Florida Farm Bureau's AEST um, career certifications. So hopefully by the time they graduate, they've got some more things they can build on their resume. And we're talking anything from general agriculture to unmanned aircraft piloting. Um, so the wealth of what they can do just to kind of move along their career path, path just through that spark is really incredible. And the fact that we're able to do it virtually, there's really, I mean, you have to have a connection to internet, but besides that, we can reach everyone. So I started, I started wondering in my mind specifically because like Laura said, we pretend uh, that our audience is, is very specific to the peanut industry, but um, specific to agriculture is, is one of the four main tenets. I started thinking, you know, how does 4-H uh, benefit from the agricultural industry or how do they benefit the industry? So in building the workforce for, for agriculture and, and getting them ready and cultivation is, I think, what I was trying to think of, but workforce cultivation for the agriculture industry. What are some other ways um, that you guys do benefit or benefit the agricultural industry? Well, one of the things you have to look to is where we really started, right? Because 4-H itself is over 100 years old, having started in 1902. And it was started when we were all an agrarian society, you know, and maybe we have gotten disconnected at some points, but that is still where, you know, agriculture runs the world and we still have to remember that. And so, you know, back in 1902, you had this gentleman named A.B. Graham in Ohio who said, and you'll, you'll hear this and say, this could sound like 2022, but he said, wow, these kids are learning great things in school, they're learning math and reading and, and writing, but they're not getting some of those daily living skills that they need. You know, today we might think of that as how to communicate over the telephone or how to change your tire. But back then he was thinking about how do you function on the farm or how do you do, um, you know, those things that we would traditionally call home economics, cooking and canning and food preparedness. And so our roots really are in agriculture and we have cultivated that over time. And as agriculture has changed, so have we. I mean, you see definitely we're talking more about drones than, you know, back in 1902, we were famous for our corn growing contests. And that's not to say that we don't still have traditional things of that nature, um, but we've adjusted to meet the needs of the young people over time. Still some of our biggest projects, when we look at um, livestock specifically, poultry is one of the biggest 4-H projects we have in the state of Florida. Uh, we have a hugely successful dairy program. Um, Kaylin may have some other examples, but that's still a lot of our young people, even though we do so much, they come in because they have a gateway door, their interest starts in agriculture, and then they branch out to other things. So not everybody starts there, but I'd like to say that a lot of them get exposed to agriculture at some point along that path. So they really connect back to how does agriculture connect to everything mm -hmm. that I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, I 100% I agree. Um, we, we both benefit from agriculture in the partnerships that we have. So like the partnerships with Florida Peanut Federation um, and, and how we work together, not only through monetary support, but even at very local levels. I mean, I think I spotted Laura a couple weeks ago um, was over with our Taylor County 4-H program, helping mm -hmm. with this an ag day they were having for their fifth graders in the county. And so by having those partnerships, we look to the ag industry to be those experts, to be those boots on the ground that are sharing with the kids, hey, this is what a farm operation looks like. 
Um, we, we enjoy so many great partnerships with farmers across the state who, whether it's hosting our dairy team to come out and judge their cows and, and pull classes, um, whether it's, you know, those days on the farm coming out to some of our ag days and, and we host things alongside Farm Bureau like ag ventures and things like that. Um, that that it's really is truly a partnership. And so mm -hmm. um, not just the monetary support, which we greatly appreciate to be able to do things like 4-H legislature where we're taking 200 plus of our, some of our best and brightest senior 4-Hers to Tallahassee for a week. Um, or 4-H university. In the chairs, Noah. Tell Noah about the chairs. The is that like in the chair? Is that like a boy state, girl state type thing? Well, Boy State Girl State is like a 4-H legislature thing. Yeah. Um, okay. But, <laughs> but no, no. They're they're an organization we've worked with in the past too, and they're a great organization. So um, but yes, it is a mock government simulation. And our young people actually spend all year. We have a committee of young people that are chosen to actually write the bill book um and then present before the larger committee or larger group, the 200 plus that Kaylin mentioned at legislature. And they do. In fact, fun 4-H history story, our 4-Hers were the were first to sit in the actual chairs at the new capitol before the actual legislators did because of Look when them, yeah. the building opened so that's a real fun fact for you so those kids love those those hands-on things that will ever be emblazoned on those students oh, yeah. like that's not something that leaves um i have hesitated throughout this podcast to tell this story but there was a guy in my 4-H club who did share the fun talent show to that song about the genie in a bottle. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> He's never done anything like that since. I know he never did anything like that before, but I just remember thinking the the boldness that it took to get on stage and I think I think he's like manager of a of like a series of urgent care centers or something now but I just wonder you know was that part of the the thing that got Donald to kind of kind of spread <laughs> and, and do something good for him that yeah. that were um that were outside the comfort zone and outside the box yeah, yeah and that absolutely. helps build a personality in a young person and hone in those things that they wouldn't have otherwise had an opportunity to experience most likely yeah jumping into discomfort is definitely a leadership well, uh leadership trait so good for know, him going, for going back that. to academia and research and all the youth development research we've done over time i'm like bore you with you know, hours and hours of that, and I won't, um, but I'll make this sound really fluffy, but I'll back it up here with some science, but we know that our young people, first and foremost, and our volunteers and our adults too, they need to feel like they belong, and that is so critical because we don't in every environment feel like we belong, whether that's at school, in our own family sometimes, in different circumstances, and so once you can get a young person to feel that they belong, and they have that level, just like you said, of that comfort, then mm -hmm. they can start to stretch out and they can say, you know what? I have never sung Genie in the Bottle in front of all these people and I may never do it again, but you know what? 
what the heck, I'm going to do it today. And we see that a lot. And we also see a lot of kids mixing that normally wouldn't mix in your regular everyday environment. You know, your kids mm -hmm. from the major urban centers with the really small rural areas like I grew up and they, they find like-minded interests and it's just so good for expanding their understanding of the world around them. Because once they get to the high school level, one of the really exciting things about 4-H, I think, is they do get to do a lot more traveling. I mean, we do things across the state, but we also do things nationally. Um, we also had, and maybe Kaylin remembers, I can't remember if we had the reserve international or national champion, international uh, champion dairy judging team. They went over to Scotland. Um, so, I mean, we, and we have an international exchange program. We do a, a virtual exchange program. Um, and so they have so many opportunities to learn from people who are different from them also. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, you, um, you just mentioned something that, that sparked my interest. Um, how, um, how does someone, so we've talked through how youth get involved and what the qualifications for youth to get involved. How can someone get involved from the other side of it to help out with these programs in their community? Mm. That's a fantastic question. And the fact is, I mean, and, and clearly everyone probably realizes this, but we can't do the work we do without thousands of volunteers across the state to help our county and state faculty. And so the easiest way is to locate your county extension office. And the easiest way to do that, if you don't know, is to go to florida4h.org and there's a button called get involved and that'll take you right there and you just express your interest and you know you may not be ready to take on the challenge of being a club leader maybe you are and that's great but maybe you just want to help judge a day of, of the food challenge project or to help take that some kids like a great it is well i will tell you a great way to volunteer sign me up i'll sign up for all the counties around us I will volunteer to judge the food projects. Be careful. There's a lot of food projects. We just had a, a state tailgating contest last week, weekend that gave out, Caitlin, how much money did we give out in prize money to kids in scholarships? Um, what is it? $10,000 in scholarship support. Fantastic. As one of our agents said, for four minutes of grilling a couple of shrimp, a girl won $1,500. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's incredibly valuable to these kids right and their families and and being able to not only just encourage their interest but provide economic value where they can raise their quote-unquote human capital in the future that's mm -hmm. what an incredible program yeah mm -hmm. so so again give us that what? website one more time where someone can find out where they can get involved and we'll include this in the show notes as well Absolutely. It is very easy. Florida4h.org and click on get involved. Get involved. Florida, Florida spelled out the number numeral four letter h.org. Florida4h.org. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure that that's in the show notes for this episode as well, because I think that's a, that's a, I mean, the whole time I've been sitting here and really you, when you start talking about drones and UAVs, I was like, man, I want to go and, and fly drones somewhere. How do I get involved with this? I think that needs to be the takeaway. I, I feel like we have all bellied up at the buffet here. And, and mm -hmm. even as a 4-H alumni and a 4-H parent and a 4-H volunteer, I still feel overwhelmed. So, mm -hmm. so maybe a couple of takeaways to people who are involved and a couple of takeaways to people who aren't involved. Um I don't know how to wrap this up, Noah. It's just so much. I think that's a good way to do it. 
And I think that's the key right there is a buffet and you can overwhelm yourself really quickly. And it all comes back to that spark and every young person's journey is different and it's what matters and what works for that young person and their family. So at the end of the day, the family really makes that decision and every 4-H journey is a good one. So get your student involved based on what they're interested in at their local school, correct? In the community. In the community. It's not necessarily school-based, but it's in every county in Florida. Perfect. Yeah. And then if somebody is interested in helping out on the other side and volunteering, go to florida4h.org, click on get involved. Correct. Yeah, your your county extension agent, each of our or our county extension offices. So each county has that University of Florida IFAS. Um, county extension office and that's where your um, 4-H agent resides where ag and natural resources agents reside um, and that's where they are and so they're they're part of your community and so get involved get connected there um, and they will certainly um, get you plugged in to the right places. Fantastic well uh, you've heard it here on the Florida Peanut podcast uh, today we've been joined by Miss Stacy Ellison, State 4-H Program Leader, as well as Miss Kaylin Hilton, uh, Director of Development and External Relations for 4-H, both of them out of uh, UF. Uh, and we've been joined in house by Miss Laura Fowler Goss, Executive Director of the Florida Peanut Federation. Thank you for listening. We hope you've learned a little bit about 4-H, how to get involved, how to get your students involved, and uh, all the benefits. Uh, that they provide both to individuals and society as a whole. I've learned an incredible amount, and I hope you have too. Have Thank a wonderful day.